All right, cool. We're in. Hello. How's it going? It's going great. We weren't just on the phone together, (laughs) but it's going just as good as it was as five seconds ago. Exactly. Well, actually, it's not going just as good because no, for some reason, my U version app is not getting up on my computer. So let's go ahead and start out in prayer, and we will jump into the thing. Okay, you can go ahead. Okay. Dear Lord, thank you for bringing us here today and allowing us to see another great day that you have made, God. Thank you for blessing us with the opportunity to breathe, to live, to talk together, God, to have the opportunity to do another Bible study together, Lord. Uh, we thank you and we ask that you help us to prepare our minds and our hearts for this Bible study, God, that you help us to both be in your presence, God, as we are discussing uh, the various things that we've been learning from your word. And we pray that your Holy Spirit is just in both of us and that we are one in spirit as we're discussing these uh, topics that we're going to talk about today. God, we pray that you help us to um, just really enjoy this Bible study, but also get a lot out of it and have a lot of revelations, Lord, that we can pour into each other so that both of us are filled. Um, and God, we also pray that you help me to get my version app to freaking work on my computer because for some yes. reason it's not working. And I feel like it's going to work after this prayer. But it keeps saying that the page won't load. But I know that in your name, Reloaded everything can load Jesus name. because exactly. you are the person who can do anything. And you, you are, are amazing. You are God you are and you are God over this. You are the creator and author of everything. Oh, cool. And so I know that you are going to be able to take care of this. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for just giving us the opportunity to gather here today. In your words, somewhere up in the books, you had said that when two or, um, two or three gather together, you will be in the mess. Your presence will be in the mess. So, mm. Lord God, Holy Spirit, because that's what we're going to be talking about a lot today. Holy yes, Spirit, ma'am. we're inviting you into this space, into this um, anchor podcast call, into our lives and into our hearts, Lord God. We ask you to please regulate our minds and help this session yes, or this Bible study to be a refresher to us, to lift us up, to renew us and give us like, you know, to quench our thirst, um, so to speak, Lord. Yes, um, just let that happen. Um, be here today. Let us have great revelation. Let us have great conversation and let your will be done above all in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So hello. Um, We forgot to tell, you know, you guys to bow your heads and close your eyes, but um, (laughs) we hope that you did do that. Welcome to this podcast. Today we are going to be doing um, a Bible study in Acts chapter two now. So basically, we're just going to dive in and talk about our findings and what we got out of it. Are you on your computer? Yes, I am. Is it working for you? Yes, I am. Because for some reason, every time I click it, it keeps saying this website is under heavy load. So you go ahead and start us off and I will keep trying to figure it out. Exit out, restart. I'm about to clear all my data and everything. Exactly. Just do what needs to be done. Look, guys, you're in this. And plus, we are not going to be, como se dice, um, what are you called? Like, swayed um, by this. I mean, worst case scenario, I go on my phone. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. Or you have a Bible, don't you? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. 
Exactly. But I wrote my like, notes. We can bring it back to the old. We days. could take it back to the older days. But I wrote my notes in the YouVersion app, so I wanted to. But okay, it. and that's a key point is that you can't even access your notes inside of the YouVersion um online. At least for me, that's never been the oh, um, case. I always have to go to my phone oh. to access notes, but I just read what? and I do the parallel version. But it's okay. You still can access your um notes. We still gonna try to get in doing the podcast. So let's go ahead and do yeah, it. So go I'm just going to start off. And basically, I think that I will start off with the stab method. Okay. So the summary, what I got from it was that um, basically after reading chapter two, I found that there were a, a couple of key points within the passage that really stood out to me. And so the summary that I got from it, and it's basically following like the the pattern of the of the chapter and the flow of it the first little section it talks about how the holy spirit came upon the apostles and the people that were with them who were in that upper room how it came upon them like a rushing wind Mm. and it was fire that was touching everybody and they began to speak in different languages or speak in different tongues so we have the Holy Spirit coming upon them and then after the Holy Spirit came upon them people were like oh my gosh aren't y'all you know I forgot what they were calling them, um, but aren't you guys from um, Galilee? Like, aren't you guys Galileans? Why mm-hmm. are you speaking in my native tongue? Right. So it's like, it was like the equivalent of, you know, we're in America, right? Mm-hmm. And we're just, you know, praying in the upper room. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit busts up in the place <laughs> and start touching everybody and filling everybody up and equipping everybody. Next thing you know, we speaking in Portuguese, right. um, Mandarin, Italian. Japanese, and then people around are like, yeah. they hear a sound and they come and they're like, aren't y'all black? <laughs> aren't y'all American? <laughs> not to say that black people cannot speak multiple languages. But it's not. When you, you know, look at the outer the version of people and you see, because because everyone had like a specific look to them for the region that they were in. So it's like, not a specific mm-hmm. look, but they had like common characteristics of the way that they looked. So you could be like looking at the person and be like, oh, that person is Galilean. Or you just and know the that they're Galilean. factor is that they come from, you know where they come right. from. You know that we're from America. You're going to expect us to speak. Um, American. I was about to say American. <laughs> I was really about to say American. You know that we speak American. <laughs> So, yeah, you're going to expect them to speak American, period. So that's basically what happened. So we had this Holy Spirit rushing on top of them. And then after that, once everybody was confused, and then somebody was like, "Um, they just drunk, don't mind them. (laughs) And when Peter heard that, he stood up boldly. Boldly. And this was after he received the Holy Spirit, he was able to do this. Mm -hmm. And so he stood up boldly. He began to prophesy about Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. and he began to share the gospel. And that's where the sermon um of peter at the pentecost came at right and then the last point is that after they received the spirit after peter prophesied now everybody was beginning to understand and they basically converted into the faith and there were new believers mm-hmm. added into the community so now they're growing right. this community that was once something that was a little bit more close-knit and now it's beginning to grow a network of different people yeah. that speak different languages and they're from all over the place because the word literally like names a whole bunch of stuff they're like they're from the meetings and they're from Judea and they're from Cyrene and they're from Asia and they're from yeah. Egypt it's so many places 
that they were from and now because of the Holy Spirit coming down on those apostles and enabling um, Peter to be able to speak and prophesy that's how it became um, como se dice a community so the key things mm-hmm. to summarize that summary up is what I got some three words so we have the first thing that we need to do is receive the second thing that we need to do, once we receive the Holy Spirit, then we're able to represent the Holy Spirit well by prophesying mm. and by spreading the gospel. After we yeah. represented, now we have an opportunity for revival, for people coming together yeah. and people reuniting and ignited in the faith. And so that is the summary of what I got from um, Como Se Dice Acts 2 in an overview. And later on, I'm going to go in a little bit more detail about the small things that I was picking up to lead me there. That's amazing. I'm sorry. I was starting to write some notes because I liked what you said. The three keys that you said with the R's over here sound like Pastor Stephen Furtick. (laughs) You You know I had to do it. You know, you got a message going on over here. Receive, represent, and then revival. And honestly, mm-hmm. you did this in the last Bible study that we had. I don't remember the three points that you said, but it started with P's, I think. Let me okay. find it. Because you said something important. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, yo, <laughs> yo, no, no, no. You didn't say any P's. But you were talking about how the show must go on. And it can't stop yeah. just because Jesus left. So here you go with another message. I just love it. I love this. I love this so much. So here's another message, the receive, represent, and then the revival. Um, One thing that I found really, really important in this um, specific passage of when the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost was that it wasn't just that the the disciples were um, speaking in other languages through the Holy Spirit. It was that they were also speaking in other dialects, which I find Mm -hmm. important because when you think about it, like you can learn a language, but you can learn like the considered, the professionally considered aspects of the language. For example, I'm trying to learn Spanish. And a lot of the Spanish that I've learned is textbook Spanish. It's the Spanish that is like widely known and is kind of very proper. But then you have the different dialects of Spanish. When you go to different countries, to different regions of those countries, there's so many different dialects that it's almost impossible for you to learn every single dialect that there is. For example, I could go to Costa Rica and downtown only Costa in Rica Costa Rica, downtown Costa Rica specifically, <laughs> <laughs> I could go to Costa Rica and in various parts of Costa Rica, there are various different types of dialects. So let's say there's five different types of dialects of Spanish only in Costa Rica. Now, do you know how many Spanish-speaking countries there are, if there's five different dialects just in Costa Rica, imagine how many different dialects there are in so many different areas of the world that speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. That's so wild and it's mind-blowing to me because that just shows the vastness and the diversity of God and his spirit. That even when he's able to work through other people, he's able to speak to those people and reach out to those people specifically in their language and their dialect. He gets on the ground level and speaks their language and their dialect. He talks Mm -hmm. the way they talk. And then you see Jesus, when he was living here, he walked the way they walked. So it's Mm -hmm. not like he's some out of touch person who isn't here down in the nitty gritty with us. 
he understands us know and us. he's able to communicate with us, us. and yeah. we, we're able to comprehend him and his word and so i think that's why everyone was so mind-boggled at the fact that these were galileans speaking this because yeah you can be galilean and you can learn other languages but will you know the specific dialect of that language will you know the street language you know what i mean like yeah. that's the language that's the lingo that people don't really know about you know what i mean and exactly. so for the holy spirit to work through them and to speak that through them that is so that's a miracle that's all you can only mm -hmm. explain that as a miracle because there's no way they could have done that mm -hmm. and Sorry. I think that that's an interesting point that you brought up about them speaking in different dialects and God being able to use his holy spirit and pouring it into them in order for them to reach people on an individual level exactly yeah. how they need it exactly how they will understand it in their language so it makes the gospel universal it's not yes. like well you only have to be a jew and you only have to speak um whatever the language of the jews is hebrew um in order to <laughs> be able to receive the gospel but no it's like i'm gonna make it so that it's easily accessible for everybody and mm. i think that that ties in well because the whole purpose of the apostles right from the time that jesus had came back down and he spent those 40 days with them and he was you know teaching them and building them up and coaching them what did he had tell them he told them that you need to wait here mm -hmm. um in Ju um jerusalem yeah for the holy spirit for the gift of the holy spirit right and then you may go to the ends of the earth preaching the word essentially yeah. and so their whole task and their whole purpose and the mission of these apostles being here they are trying to reach the ends of the earth with yeah. this message that everybody can get it now when you go in all throughout the earth and the ends of the earth like you were saying there's so many different languages so many different dialects how will they be able to understand i mm. mean how will they be able to relay the message correctly right. and effectively if people don't understand it in a right. way that relates to them and so that's why I think that it was a key factor for them to have had to wait in Jerusalem to receive yep. the Holy Spirit because we're going to talk about this later but the Holy Spirit equipped it equipped yep. you to be able to do a task or to be able to um, complete something so therefore they had to receive the Holy Spirit first in order to be able to go to the ends of the earth and do it effectively and that right. you know goes along with prophesying mm -hmm. and they couldn't have done that on their own like you said it was significant for them to follow that first step in order for them to get to where they are right now which is important to me and it kind of helps me get in check because I'm the type of person where I'm a big idealist like I love mm. the idea of doing things and a lot of times when I come up with ideas they're on big grand scheme like grand scales you know what yeah. I mean and so um, it's not that they're bad ideas or that they're not possible. It is possible, but it's like, is that necessarily oh, what God no. wants us to do right now? He mm -hmm. wants us to wait right now. In this season, we need to receive all that we need to receive from him so that when the time comes, we'll be ready. Had they not had the Holy Spirit, they would not have been able to declare God's wonder in all of these different people's languages and dialects, and then they wouldn't be able to add to their number. So it go, it's just like this kind of procession of starting with the Holy Spirit and starting with that mm -hmm. one thing impacts every, it's like a domino effect, impacts every single thing that follows. And if they had not um, had the Holy Spirit, if they had been impatient and not waited on the Holy Spirit to truly fill them up, then they wouldn't be able to do what they did now, which really speaks numbers to me because 
I'm the type of person where I don't like to wait sometimes. I like to just jump out there and be speaking everybody's languages and everybody's dialects. And God is like, you're not going to be able to do that on your own. And even if you are able to do that on your own, you're not going to be able to sustain that on your own. And you're not going to be able to have the impact. Hold on. Oh, I kept hearing my voice echoing. (laughs) But you're not going to be able to have the impact um, that I want to have and reach the people that I need to reach. So it just, yeah, that's just amazing to me. We just have to wait and be patient. Be patient. <laughs> okay. Hello? We're not <laughs> we're not redoing it. We're just no, gonna we're combine not. the segments. We're, yeah, we're gonna keep on going. <laughs> what had happened was my um AirPods had said boop a boop and I had switched over to my um regular earbuds and mm-hmm. apparently it just didn't switch over. But mm. we good thing that you ended on a good note, so it wasn't like you know you were cut off yeah cut um, off because mm-hmm. i believe i was still hearing you even though you can't hear me but that's besides the point no i couldn't so yeah and then i started I keep... talking in a british accent and it got <laughs> <laughs> but i think that yeah i agree with you it's important that we're that we're supposed that we wait that we wait yeah. in order to be fully equipped mm-hmm. so um diving wait uh, yes one more point about the no, language ahead. aspect um i just wanted to talk real quick on the point that this part of Acts chapter two, when it's discussing them speaking in different people's languages. I also wrote that it shows that God is a God of diversity um, and that he created diversity, culture, and language to glorify him. If you look at it, these people had different languages and they could have let language be the barrier that stops them from communicating with each other, that stops them from growing. And yet God uses that very thing that could be a barrier, that could be a source of division. He uses that very thing to glorify him because now these people are like, oh my gosh, like this part. And then they're all glorifying God because they're like, wow, this is the wonders of God. This is amazing. Yeah, And it brought them together. Like that whole instance, it's like a chain effect. It's like once the Holy Spirit hit, it came in. And the Holy Spirit was like, listen, listen yep. to the words when. Can you feel it in the air? This is basically what the Holy Spirit said when it came in. That loud noise happened. Everybody's running. Now all of yep. a sudden, everybody is speaking in different dialects. Everybody's confused. And then it opens up an opportunity for, um, como se dice, Peter to prophesy. After yes. people pros- Peter prophesies, they're able to create a community. It's just, yes. it all flows together. It's something that is like Naturally. a beautiful event that mm-hmm. just happens together. And so... Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about the Holy Spirit specifically Mm. and basically just trying to define and characterize some of the characteristics of the Holy Spirit based on what we've gotten from the word so far. So um, way back in chapter one, um, well, I said way back, like we're multiple chapters ahead. I know we're just, (laughs) (laughs) we're in chapter two, chapter one, but in chapter one, one of the things that we know about the Holy Spirit is what we get from Acts 1 verses 7 through 8 when it says Jesus told them, wait in Jerusalem until they receive the Holy, um, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we understand and that we know about the Holy Spirit is that it is a gift worth waiting for. Mm-hmm. It is something that is necessary. You should want to wait for this because it, it, it's crucial, you know, to the events that are leading up next. It's crucial to the purpose. And then... One of the next things that you find um, about the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2, verses 4, I believe in the message translation um, or the passion one, but it says that it's the passion translation. The passion translation says that they were all filled 
and equipped with the Holy Spirit. So the thing that stuck out to me in that little section was the word equipped. What Mm. does that mean, equipped? Like, I know what it means, but then I went to go and look up the definition to really put more perspective on it. So the definition, there's two on Google when you search it up. Equipped, definition one says, supply with the necessary items for a particular purpose so Mm. their purpose in this instance the the apostles purpose was they have to go to the end of the earth you know Mm. they need to share this good news about jesus how he has died how he has risen how he is how he is king they need to spread this gospel to as many people as possible so that people can be free that is the task that they have been tasked with and they don't know Mm. when it's going to end they don't know when the when the mission is going to be over all they know is that that's what jesus last told them to do and jesus told them that in order to do that you're going to need the holy spirit so then we catch up in acts 2 when it says that okay the holy spirit has come upon them it's now filled them and equipped them with the holy spirit so that means that they now have the necessary items in order to do a particular purpose um Mm. equipped definition two says that it means to prepare someone mentally for a particular situation or task another reason why the holy spirit is so crucial and it was very much an important thing that they waited in jerusalem to get the holy spirit before they proceeded on and they're missing is because you need the holy spirit in order to be mentally prepared for the Mm. things that were going to be coming ahead for the things that in the challenges that they were going to be going through you're going to need the holy spirit because without the holy spirit you're gonna easily crumble they would have easily been swayed and daunted by it but instead Mm. they were emboldened in the holy spirit and they operated in the christ-like sense especially when we see right in chapter two when the people are like oh they just drunk and then Mm -hmm. instead of peter acting some way not according to god he had the holy spirit to embolden him to prophesy and despite them saying that he was that they were drunk basically and basically um trying to disregard the fact that the holy spirit exactly downplayed that the holy spirit was working in this space instead he had enough wisdom and enough of the holy spirit in order to equip him to be like you know what i have a purpose to do i gotta go and prophesy Mm. to these people and then he goes on his whole little sermon talking about how listen i need y'all to understand this and understand this well what is going on is not the result of somebody being drunk i believe it said that it was nine o'clock in the morning if i'm not mistaken but (laughs) Peter said it was in the morning time. Who drank it in the morning? We got alcoholics. That's what Peter said. And so (laughs) he goes on to talk about how it was, this was what was prophesied by by David way Mm. back in the days. This has already been said. And so when we move on to, um, let me find where my note is. It says the Holy Spirit inspired them. Um, But yeah, so when we move on to Acts chapter 2, verses 14 through 21, it says that the purpose of this, um, or this is the note that I got from that. It says that the purpose of the spirit being poured out is to prophesy. And so verses 18 says, let me go ahead and find it because I want to make sure that I say it correctly. So it says in verses... um, 18 it says 
in those days, when the time comes, I'll pour out my spirit on those who serve me, men and Mm. women both, and they will prophesy. So it tells you right then and there that the reason why we need the Holy Spirit is because it's going to equip us to be able to do what we have been called to do. And not only a key note is that not only was the apostles tasked to prophesy and spread the word to the ends of the earth, but all of us are. We all have to take on that task of being the people to be able to spread the gospel to the rest of the people on this earth. Whoever that doesn't know, it is our task as those who believe because it says that he will pour out his spirit on those who serve him. If we're serving him, he pouring the spirit out on us. And therefore, because he's pouring the spirit out on us, we have the obligation and we have this mission and this purpose to go out and prophesy. And just wrapping it back up, um, it says that in Acts back to chapter four, it talks about in a different translation, it says that the Holy Spirit inspired and empowered them to speak in different languages on the various different people. So going back to that whole sentiment of like just how great and amazing that was for them to be able to speak in so many different dialects. Again, this is the Holy Spirit equipping them to yeah. be able to reach people and convey the message in a way that the people need it in, to be able to understand it. And so I love those characteristics about the Holy Spirit. It's a That's gift, awesome. it equips, and it prompts us and it emboldens, emboldens us to be able to do, to do the purpose that has been called upon us, which is to prophesy. The purpose is to prophesy. And Holy Spirit pouring out permits prophecy on period. Um, but that's besides the point. It's neither here nor there, but it's actually all up in here. That is the point. Um, they all up in there. Exactly. No, it, is, it is here and there. It is here and there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> honestly, you hit it directly on the nail. Like, like, it's like you're a construction worker and you didn't even miss the nail. You hit it like, and you hit it Crazy. one time and it went right in. Like, that was perfect. Um you really broke it down to the bare bones and then you built upon a the foundation upon those bare bones so that we could fully understand like what is going on. And like, honestly, I couldn't have said it any better. Like you did an amazing job, Kamari. I just want to, let's well, take a moment. You. If we had one of those thank thingies, the if we had one of those thingies to do the little clapping thing, we need to get like a soundboard. That's what they're called, soundboards. And we're yeah. going to put the clapping thing in there because the Holy Spirit was really speaking through you today. Well, let's like, just do it. <laughs> but yeah honestly though like that was so honestly, I was over here trying to write notes and I, I couldn't keep up with like as you were speaking so I was like I'm just gonna listen to it later but yeah I I, I moved really fast and I apologize I hope that that was easy to follow because it but was a we lot could just go on. back it, yeah and it was a lot of jumping but it was necessary pause. that was the only problem like you were talking <laughs> fine but there was times where you would say something good and I was like oh I want to click pause but I couldn't pause you so I was yeah. like, I'll just wait till I can pause you. And then I'll do it. But you just hit so many great points about the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. Um, and that's amazing. I honestly didn't even, I didn't even think of that. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because that was so encouraging to me personally. Like, it was almost like you, like, like it was a sermon meant for me. I felt like that, honestly. It's amazing. I'll say you for I'll it's say amazing you. how the Holy Spirit works. Isn't that, ain't it crazy? Thank crazy, you, isn't it? Crazy, isn't it? You crazy, know, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have you, know? you did 
we didn't think about it. <laughs> but I just love um, the way that is going. And especially yeah. towards the end when it's talking about the community and just the mm-hmm. like-mindedness of everybody and how they were connected. And yeah. what, what did it say? It said that they all had everything in common, basically. Yeah. Um, which I had a note about that because I saw you put it inside of the Bible app as one of your notes. Yeah. And um, where is it? Let me go and find it. You just, you just hold on right there. You just hold on right there. I am coming. <laughs> okay. Um, what does it say? They had everything in common. What does it say that out? Is it the most recent one? Um, I believe that it's in. Oh, you're looking oh, at so my you note. Is it in your notes? Yeah, I have it. I just saw it. Um, boop, boop, boop. Um, yeah, I found it. Okay, good. It's like towards the, so this is, this is what I wrote. Quit telling me you detected an error. Does it keep mm-hmm. telling you that? It told me that too, so I don't know okay. what's going on with them. Maybe too we're many crashing people the Bible the app. That's I was going to just say, complain. maybe we're crashing the Bible app because there's so many people using it. <laughs> now that's a blessing right there. I'm saying Chipotle. Okay. Might be a minor inconvenience, but it's a blessing. Well, I can still get to my stuff. Oh, so. I found it. I found it. Okay. You good? You go ahead okay. and say what you um said. Oh, okay. So I said, um, I said, so basically this is coming from Acts chapter two, verse 44, that says all the believers were together and they had everything in common. So I, I wrote a note in here that they had everything in common because they had Jesus in common. I feel like it's like when you meet someone new and then you find out that you both love Jesus mm-hmm. and you have an instant connection and then you continue to learn more about them and you grow closer to them. There's never really much room for like intense argument, not to say that you won't disagree at times, but it won't be a heated debate because you both have that common connection of Jesus. Um, and I mentioned that it's like the triangle that Kyan and Kyle were talking about. So essentially it's like, this triangle right and then Mm -hmm. at the top of the triangle um you have jesus and then at the bottom two points of the triangle you have you and then you have another person or you and others and so at the top of the triangle if both of us who are at the two bottom points of the triangle are looking to jesus who's at the top of the uh, the top point of the triangle Mm -hmm. um then if we're looking at him we don't notice the distance that that's between us we don't notice the differences between us Mm -hmm. and even if we do it doesn't become something that is um trivial or something that is pivotal in our lives and our perspectives toward that person but then if we are both of us looking at each other at the bottom two points of the triangle we notice our differences. We notice how far apart we are. We notice that we are diverse in our thinking and our perspectives. And it kind Mm -hmm. of reminds me of like my relationship with Kamari. Like we both are very different, yet we have similar things because of our common beliefs in Jesus Christ. And so when we're both looking at Jesus Christ, we have no room to be like falling out over our differences mm-hmm. you know what I mean we don't mm-hmm. see that it's as not something that big of a that, deal yeah it doesn't become that big of a deal to us but when we start looking at each other and we start paying attention to each other each other becoming our main focuses each other becoming our idols then we start to fall out because we realize just how different we are mm-hmm. we start nitpicking those tiny little things that really aren't that trivial in the grand scheme of things and it makes like we've actually done that before where we both kind of got to the point where we were looking at each other more than we were looking at God. And we started 
kind especially of on a topic because yeah. when you start especially when you start engaging in conversation with friends and just different situations and stuff and we find that we have a different viewpoint on stuff yep. if we're only focusing on our you know opinions viewpoint, and our viewpoints yeah. and stuff and trying to have her understand um, me or vice versa then that's when it's like well she's not going to understand me like I thought that we were alike but if yeah. we take that same situation or whatever the topic that we're talking about whatever it may be and we center it back on Christ we can always mm. find a common ground there yeah. so then it doesn't matter who's what we feel that right. differs at the bottom of the triangle because we know that at the top ultimately we both agree on Jesus Christ right. and that's what's going to bring us together. Values. Exactly. Yeah. You know? So that's so just, that helps. that's just something that we said. And then what would, what did you say in the Bible app? Would you like to read that? So, yeah. So basically tagging on to what Hannah said, I was like, that verse stuck out to me as well. And I said that they had everything in common or the, the word says that they had everything in common and that they were linked in the spirit, so mm. to speak. And so I said, when I think of everything in common, the words, you know, that the phrase everything in common, I think of equally yoked in a sense. And so when I think of equally yoked, I'm thinking of our spirits being aligned and that our spirits Mm. are equally on one accord and that our spirits are have everything in common, meaning our our core values and our belief in Christ and our faith in Christ and things of that nature. So when I'm thinking of that, then I'm not thinking of the different little trivial things, you know, personality differences and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's what stuck out to me is that it's when it says that they had everything in common, my interpretation of it is that I don't really think that everybody among the apostles were all just, you know, the The same same. personality type. Oh my gosh. I, I, I'm INFJ. Are you INFJ? Nobody had the same, you know, personality type because we can see a huge distinction between Peter and a whole bunch of other people because he's the first one to stand up (laughs) and the first one to speak out. That's not telling me that they all have the same personality traits, but the one thing that they were bound together by was the spirit and was the, their was their spirituality that yeah. was equally yoked and they had that in common and so that's what I was um, thinking about things like both loving Jesus and we were both believing and we're both passionate about praying and we're both filled with the Holy Spirit right those is what I'm thinking of when it says they had everything in common you know what I mean exactly. so that was a great point and a lot of people that I've been meeting on campus that I've been meeting like through the navigators um, like my friend Hannah, shout out to Hannah, not the Hannah at New Life, but the Hannah in Navigators. <laughs> but both of them are amazing. I love them. Um, but the Hannah at Navigators, shout out to her. And then also Emily in Navigators, shout out to her, as well as Carly in Navigators. Actually, all the girls in Navigators. Oh my gosh, but Carly. Those are the ones that like I've, I've been like one-on-one with and like talking with. And oh, Courtney as well. And it's just like the times that we have the opportunity to talk to each mm-hmm. other we get so close automatically that it feels like we're best friends. I mean, not best friends, but it feels like we've known each other for a while. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like we've already stepped past that introduction. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is my favorite color. Like, I don't even know their favorite colors, and yet we're super close. Like, it's just that type of thing. To be honest, that's how me and Kamari are as well. Like, I I was just thinking that some of the favorite things about her. (laughs) But those things are so trivial because we know each other spiritually and we know each other we're so close and With yet if somebody asked me what is her favorite color I don't know if I'd be able to tell you if they said we, what's her I favorite I literally food? had to make a questionnaire yeah for we us. did 
because I wanted to buy her a gift and I didn't know what her favorite food was. I didn't know what her favorite, you know, type of clothes to wear. I didn't know what her size was. I didn't know nothing about none of that. But now I know that her favorite candy is Sour Patch or something like that. And now I know I'm going to look at, I have to refer back to the questionnaire. But (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know not a thing. If you ask me, I couldn't tell you a thing. Hate to say it. Various things that we talk about frequently. Like Kamari knows that like, well, I know that Kamari likes pizza. Like those are the things she mentions exactly. frequently. And I know but Hannah's it's like, core values and I know her personality. Like exactly. I know who she is as a person. As a person. Maybe yes. not per se all the things that embellishes her. But right. her as a person, I know that. Right. Ask me, and I can tell vice you about versa. It. Like if someone were to say, What are the characteristics that you love about Kamari? I could list them off in a heartbeat. But if somebody yeah. asked me a question like, What size shoe does she wear? I would can draw tell blank. You. And Sometimes. so I think that where was the point in that? <laughs> I don't. Mm. Oh yeah, you grow closer to your friends at navigating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like these type of things. Like you already kind of jump in the deep end, just having that common faith that you share. You already feel connected to a person, just having that common faith. Yeah. And it's so important because it's like it. It goes back to this. Like think about like when you're in a classroom setting and somebody mentions that they have a a, a same. Um, taste in music as you you instantly feel connected to that person you're exactly. like I need to go talk to this person it's an even deeper level when it's Christian when it's Christians with other Christians yeah. because it's like you truly you when you know. see somebody being a believer and truly acting like a believer not just saying oh I'm Christian but like when they truly resemble represent and represent Christ, Christ mm-hmm. you have that intimate connection where it's like oh you you love Christ. I love Christ too. Like we are connected basically now, and you strive to uh you strive to be close to that person. You strive to get to know that person. You strive to develop a community with that person. And so it's like it's just that really deep connection already that you kind of have from the get go. And it makes and it, ma- it makes friendship mm-hmm. easier. Mm-hmm. It makes it a lot more um, not necessarily easy, easier, but more so um, enjoyable, <laughs> enjoyable and worthwhile. <laughs> It makes it worthwhile. more valuable. It's a great, exactly. It's, an it's very much valuable. It's a great investment. <laughs> and another key point about that is that because we're so instantly kind of like bound in a sense when we find out that, oh, you're a believer, I'm a believer. We truly want to like grow closer to Christ. Again, I think that that's one key point is that when you meet people that are truly on fire for God and that mm-hmm. they're truly believers, normally their eyes are usually you know set on god and because you're also set on god again going back to that triangle it just helps you guys to bond even better and with that bonding happening a lot faster because you are you guys are going into the encounter with your eyes already set on god and you don't have to focus on all that differences it helps you to also be more willing to even like sacrifice for people because these people were bound together in community and they was like buying and selling and just doing everything that it was just a whole like in essence like a perfect world in essence yeah. type of feel and, like, and we i know love it's that. not perfect but we do of know course. that it was purposeful and it was intentional yes. and everything that they did was intentional and so you just see that being reflected in their community and, and that's, that's what not I to say that to this emulate. modern day we're gonna give exactly. up everything we have and all no. sleep together in one room <laughs> no but we can you're willing to be there principle. to support we're gonna take that metaphor and we're gonna exactly. use, or take that principle and kind of turn it into a metaphor for our lives and how we should live and kind of mm. use that as a model and be like okay 
we're going to take away these key points from the Bible and we're, because that's not necessarily safe to be inviting everybody up in the one place uh, these days. That is a key point to make. We need to take things and apply it to how it will work in our Modern life. context. What I mean by <laughs> that is me, you're willing to sacrifice when you are growing closer to people. Obviously yeah. not somebody that you just meet off the side of the street. Right. But say for instance, you just go to a new church or you're just starting with a new group or you're at a new school or whatever it may be, or you're at school and you find another fellow believer. You're going to mm-hmm. instantly want to stick with them. You're going to instantly want to grow closer with them and start right. to know more about them. And if they just so happen to say, can you help me with this assignment? Can you, you give me you. extra time? Will you be able to take out time of your day to pray for me? Will you mm-hmm. be able to encourage me? You are more willing to sacrifice because that is like a brotherhood. You know, that right. is a family brotherhood, in a way. The perfect exactly. And, and what, actually, oh, that is what first it is. Peter said it. Because first Peter 2.17. Sorry to interrupt you, but I just wanted to add that in there. First Peter 2.17, if I'm not mistaken, or second Peter, but one of them Peters, it has said that first love the brotherhood you know yep. respect respect everybody else but love the brotherhood it made it it made a distinction it's not to say that you're not supposed to love everybody Everyone. else who are not <laughs> believers because that's, that's the first thing that the bible calls us to do is to love everyone but it is to say that within the body of christ because we are all connected as one there's a mm. different type of level think about it as family and friends your family versus your friends you love your friends that is so cool that's a beautiful love but for your family or the people that you would consider family it's just a different notch it just mm-hmm. hit different you know what i mean yep hate to cut you off if, um, Hannah, no go you're good because if your friend says hey will you drive you know an hour to come da 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 da, da you would be like oh maybe I, I will try if i can get there and mm-hmm. then if it's a person who is your family or you consider family or those friends that are like family if they mm-hmm. say, hey, I need you to drive 15 hours to get up, you are up in a heartbeat. You're ready to go. You're I can tell you that right now. I don't even like driving, but I'm exactly, going to my life for you. Are going I'm going to tell you that much. Sacrifice okay. that person because that's how you love them. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to respect everyone and to love everyone. But he wants us to remember that those people who are super close for us, close to us, who reciprocate that love to us, mm-hmm. who pour, we pour into and they pour into us, those type of people who he has put in our life and who are, uh, we're one in spirit with, those are the type of people where he's like, you can sacrifice for them because they will, uh, ultimately it will be for my glory and for your good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can't be just out it will be a balancing act. It's not yeah. going to be like an imbalance where like you're just continually pouring out and there's nobody right. pouring back in. Be because empty. it's a God sent relationship is yep. constantly a back and forth pouring because God is pouring right. into you guys and then therefore you guys are pouring into each other and exactly. it's just you never feel like you're, you've run out. You right. know what and I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's not to say you can never sacrifice or pour out to people who don't pour back that into you. you. That's exactly. not but you do need to have that core group that when you do pour out to other people who can't pour back into you you can go back to that core group and be like hey y'all i need you yes, to pour it back in that's me. the key because if you're trying to seek other people to pour into you who can't fill you up who aren't one it's in spirit with you who aren't god sent in equally your life yoked. it's not gonna work yeah that goes back to the whole thing of being equally yoked and i think another point that i want to make is there's this word so mm-hmm. in the Bible, it says, let me find it because I actually wrote it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's so it's in Acts chapter one, verse 16. And this is when Peter gets up and he stands up and he's about to do his little speech <laughs> or whatever. And he says, brothers and sisters. But in my book, it has a little commentary at the bottom. And it says that this Greek word for brothers and sisters, Adelphoi, I think I said that right. It's A D 
E-L-P-H-O-I, Adelphoi. I hope that's the right word. But it refers here to believers, both men and women, as a part of God's family. So it goes back to that brotherhood thing where when you are a Christian and you find other believers, they're mm-hmm. now a part of that brotherhood with you. You are yeah. a part of God's family. You see them and you're like, hey, yo, like you're already close. You already feel like sisters. You already feel yeah. like brothers in Christ because you have that common father. <laughs> yeah, that's, father, that's what I was literally just thinking in my head. Like that just goes to show that we're just equally yoked. Because I was literally like, we have the same father. Like we know exactly what we be experiencing with the yep. same, like, you know. Like with me and my sister, we bond because we share the same mother. And so when my mama be acting up, love you, Miss Diane. When, <laughs> Shout out to Ms. Diane. Going on her I love that you call your mom. Ms. I Diane. can go That's to so my funny. sister and rant to her about our mom because yes. she understood. She lived in the same household. And this is not to say that my mom is horrible because she's the best mom ever out here. I'm just saying that everybody mama have their times when they Same just moment. be doing what they be doing. And right. then you go to your siblings and you be and like, you be why is she over complaining. Yep. Exactly. It's just natural. Mm-hmm. It's just what happens. But yeah, so we have it. that common bond, that common togetherness. Um, and so, yeah, um, this is one thing that I wrote down that I would like to share. Yeah. Uh, so, I, and this is going to tie back into like the whole community and us being mm-hmm. uh, God's family and stuff like that. So just, just, we're going to read through it. Okay. Bear with you. <laughs> Bear with me. <laughs> okay. So I basically, this is what I wrote. I said, God is a God of diversity. Even in the smallest things like leaves, I note how diverse and specific he is. He creates diversity because each aspect of diversity shows his beauty, his creativity, and his uniqueness. There are so many different species of one type of plant. It's wild. Diversity is meant to glorify God, to keep us in awe of him, to mm-hmm. see his characteristics and his fingerprint, if you will, in everything. Um, and then I said his fingerprint is in our personalities, our cultures, our languages, in everything. God is a God of diversity. He created it. And then I said, now how do we have community amidst diversity? Because these are two seemingly different concepts. And how do they mesh into one? I said, only by our focus on Jesus. Community does not mean homogeneous or or conform. And diversity does not mean division or heterogeneous. Let me flip the page. <laughs> when we have Christ at the center, that's the only way that we can connect with others who don't have the same background as us and form community. But community doesn't negate or neglect our need for diversity. We need to have diverse backgrounds and perspectives in the community of Christ followers because that's what God uses to creatively cause all things to work for our good and for his glory. One thing that I really love about these verses is that it mentions God, God's wonders were being smoke, spoken in not only different languages, but various dialects, which I already spoke about. Um, and then I went to further explain how the importance of that and stuff like that. Um, I'm not going to do it again because we are mm-hmm. so glad. Okay, but essentially that's that's what I was writing. Um, it's just the creativity of God. Like how creative does God have to be that he created so many diverse different things? And it's not to say, oh, we're colorblind and we don't see color because I hate we're that. Christians. No, we, we that's look at it and purpose. we embrace the it. Purpose, exactly. Yeah, it's to embrace diversity, but also to embrace community. To say we are all diverse, but we all bring something to the table. 
when it comes to community. Because I bet you, if everyone was the same, we would not have unique innovations. We would not have God's creativity in our midst because everyone is yeah. the same. God is not a person who creates everything the same. If you look at nature, if you look at the different species of plants, just like one tree alone can have so many different types of species, variations. so many different types of look and ver- looks, yeah, and variations. God is not a person who wants everybody to be the same. Basic. He wants, yeah. He do that. He wouldn't do that. And he wouldn't make the same person twice. <laughs> so to speak. I, nothing <laughs> happens Adelaide the same say? way twice. Aslan said it, and that's on period. He said that's nothing happens period. the same way twice. So what and makes so you think I that he's like... going to make us the same way twice? It exactly. doesn't happen. That's the beauty of it. That ju- us of being diverse, like you just said, but like really honing in on this point, us being diverse really showcases just how how glorious and creative and God yep. is. Like to be able to take out the time to make yep. all these people in this world and all mm-hmm. these planets and all these animals and have and everybody everything be so unique and everybody different. different. <laughs> but then what bounds us back together is that when we have our eyes on Christ, we understand that while we're all different, and that's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing, we're all one sheep under yep. Christ, under God, indivisible, indivisible with liberty, liberty and justice for all. <laughs> now, I don't know what the founding fathers was doing when they was actually, you know, making the laws, right but now. when they had said that sentiment, that's what it should have been from the beginning. And that's what it is, essentially... Um, yeah. No matter how people act out on it, but yeah, right. literally, <laughs> that brought me back. back and to I mean, days. think about like, oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying it brought me back to back in the days devotions. We would say that. But, oh. yeah, it's not, it's not I was gonna point. say just to think about the amount of detail and dedication and like intricacy and intentionality God's had to have in order to create so many different things, and we like to use these things to categorize ourselves and compartmentalize ourselves and to separate mm-hmm. ourselves from other people so we look at other people so bad like and don't we look at other people who speak bad. yeah we will <laughs> i hate to say it. i'm so sorry <sighs> okay keep going yeah, i'm sorry sentiment of, you just want to be different so bad <laughs> go ahead i never understand that sentiment oh okay well go okay ahead. so basically like <laughs> Okay, we won't go into that. We'll go into that in another day. Uh, yes. The, yeah, but we won't go into that today. Um, but yeah, essentially, like, we try to find people who are like us, and then we try to box ourselves off with those people. And it's like, Share that's not what God decides Left hands, women. Um, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay, so this is, I've been seeing this so much, like, just throughout life. I mm-hmm. see people who try to put themselves in these boxes and then they try to find groups of people who fit in specifically with everything that they have but we all have so many different unique combinations that there's no organization mm-hmm. there's no group there's no like community that we could just only fit in and that's the only community we're a part of that completely portrays who we are as people there's so many different combinations that we have that's like me trying to say oh i am a black christian woman who's Love left children. handed and i, I want to be a teacher you know i love children so then I go try to find an organization that is specifically for black Christian young women who are left-handed and who love children. Like that's such a specific amount of combinations that you can't and, find. Anyone and let me add a point to that too. That as well. Exactly. 
two, it ain't gonna be no two or three up in that group. So therefore, the Lord presence not gonna be there. No, it's gonna be one. Two or three gathered together, he gonna be in the presence. This right. is not to say that when you by yourself, he can't be in the presence. Right. But it's, what it's trying to say is that what are you even doing? It's better to be in a group. It's better to be in community right. and in fellowship. And that's what they said. I think it's I think it's in Ecclesiastes or Proverbs, one of them that says um, two are better than one. So essentially, I saying, believe it's Proverbs. He was like. If you have yeah. a person, and I think it's Proverbs. He said something about it. If, I think it was Proverbs. But um, yeah, it was saying that two are better than one. Because, yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly what it was saying. But that's what I it think said. it was talking two about people trying to work by themselves. One exactly. person is by it's themselves. just like, why not cold. teamwork? And then yeah. if you got somebody else. Oh, yeah, yeah. Healed. That's yeah. what he said. That was a cute one. I like that one. That was a good one. It was in Proverbs. Yeah. Because you can't warm yourself up by yourself. Honestly, truthfully. And if one, and he exactly. said, if one of you falls, that, the other that's the beauty. We're going to talk about that later because that that's going into one of the topics that we want to talk about later about friendship and how we're able to encourage each other in Christ and in our faith. Why do you think that um, Paul was writing all them letters yep. to them churches and he just didn't leave them out to dry? It was so mm-hmm. important to encourage everybody in their faith all the all of the new believers that need to be cultivated all the middle ground believers that need to be continued and encouraged to keep going when it's starting to get a little Mm -hmm. bit tough it's just like nah you don't already went just keep on going you almost there baby and then the older people they been in this for a while they're the ogs (laughs) of the game they know exactly how to leave you and how to guide you in order to make this god life you know um where was it talking about was it a Romans when it was saying mm-hmm. like live this God life embrace this God life I love it I, no, I love that because that's honestly truthfully love it I'm gonna go look it up I'm gonna look it up so that I can share with the people or we can link it <laughs> in the yeah. description box below beautiful beautiful <laughs> but yeah okay, it basically said that in much. essence you know but, embrace um, this God's life um, yeah living this God Embrace this God life. So do you think but, that we uh, did good? We should that wrap was it up good. Now. I think we did a few. Nope. Have any more that points. was all the that was all the points that I had. He did a great job just putting um, it together. He look did at God. Mm-hmm. He worked it out perfectly. So yeah, essentially that's it for this one. But it was a really good I really good well. talk. I really enjoyed this, especially the points that you made about receiving representing and especially and the points revi- revi- <laughs> I was going to say revival and especially the points that revival. you made about God's creation <laughs> and how diversity and community go hand in hand and it's not supposed to be one or the other because they can't function properly without right. each other but that's besides the point right. because it is why do I keep saying this besides the point it is the point it is the point it's besides exactly, the point period. because you know Jesus like it is it's like right beside Jesus like it is a point yeah. but then like Jesus is the first point right it's like Jesus, and then it's like the exactly. point okay. like right beside it. Kind but anyways, peace, you know positivity, I mean? productivity, prosperity, <laughs> and a God-sent perspective to everybody that listened to this podcast. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Be blessed. And I encourage you to also read Acts or wherever in the Bible and start to reflect and use the stab method and congregate with your friends and with believers so that you can embrace the God life. Anything, Hannah? And make sure we congregate <laughs> yeah, your socially distancing, practicing all that. If it, if you're hearing this, make sure you wear a physical mask, mask sure but never wear that, a then. spiritual mask. Amen. Um, and that's on period. Yeah. Amen. And the stab mm-hmm. is 
mm-hmm. summarize, title, like as if you were a director. Yep. Um, what's the other one? Application, asking just how do you apply this to your life? And then best verse in the descriptions that you read. Which one did you like the which most? Which one can you memorize? Highlight? That type of stuff, just in case you weren't here okay. for the last one. Right, which one can you memorize? That's key. And um, yeah. Oh, so what my verse, verse are you is going to be Acts morning? 2, 18. And it says, I will pour out my spirit on women, uh, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. Um, or I should say, I will pour out my spirit on those who serve nice. me, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. I want yeah. to um, remember that one. Acts 2, 18. All right. I need to find which one I want to memorize because the one that I've been trying, well, the one that I've like been thinking about memorizing is, um, it is not for you to know the times in eight. Acts one, yeah, uh, one and seven and eight, yeah, and eight. But you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit coming you. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That's the one that I memorize both of those because that's my favorite. Okay, but yeah, (laughs) anywho. I want to memorize uh, the whole Bible one day. No, we want to be like Miss Daphne. <laughs> I don't like to just start word for stuff word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Recall it upon memory. Yeah, that's literally my mom. Hello? Hello? Hannah? Well, this has been real. Um, I hope it's a wonderful day for everybody. And we'll be back later. Bye.